Greetings, folks, and welcome to episode 37 of the Far Beyond Metal podcast. I'm your host and spirit guide on this metal journey, Daniel Cordova. In this episode, Ross Jennings of Haken discusses his first band, and I recommend Great Leap Skyward. Before all that, I welcome Sasha Dunable to the show. Sasha's a man of many hats. He's the guitarist of the new instrumental post-metal sludge whatever band Future Us's. He's the luthier of Dunable Guitars. That means he makes guitars. And he's one of the vocalists and guitarists of the Mighty Intronauts. Uh, he was on the show primarily to discuss Future Us's, but we definitely dip into Intronaut and other fun stuff. So before we dive into a very proggy episode, here's some of Apocalypse When Convenient from their album, The Existential Haunt by Future Us's. Sorry about that. It's all good. I was on a riff about pharmacies. It, it wound up being better to get cut, so it's it's fine. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, no pharmacy at all. It's just the market across the street from uh, where I work here. Fair enough. All right. Um, but yeah, man. So I'll go ahead and get started with just a question about, I believe it was your recent weekend. You went to Psycho Vegas. How was that? Oh, it was awesome. Uh, were you there? I, no? I, I was not there. I... Uh, I enjoyed it via my friends posting photos and whatnot that happened to go. Yeah. That's kind of a good way to do it because then you don't have to actually be in Las Vegas to, um, to experience it. But, um, it was fun, man. You know, it's a, it's a really surreal setting. It's like, um, I mean, just Las Vegas is so bizarre to begin with. And then you're in this casino where there's also like a metal festival going on. And, um, you know, having a room right there to kind of crash back at if you need to is kind of nice. It's, it's great. And then obviously the lineup was amazing. You know, there's so many good bands that played every day. I, I only went for three of the days. Um, cause four days in Vegas would probably kill me. But um, it was fun, man. I saw a ton of good bands and had a great time. Swam in the pool for Paul Bearer. <laughs> that sounds kind of great. And uh, yeah, it was amazing. I mean, it was like 108 degrees at like 1 a.m. And uh, so, I mean, it was really the only way I was going to watch any band outside there. Yeah, a, a festival in Vegas in August seems like such a cruel thing to do to people, bands and audience alike. <laughs> yeah, well, it was mostly indoors, but there was the one stage outside that was just like ridiculous ridiculous you know to be out there so gnarly well uh who did you did you catch anybody particularly that you were stoked for like i saw danzig played one of his albums in full and it was pretty solid lineup overall yeah um yeah danzig was really good that he played i'm not a huge fan of that record danzig three but uh it sounded great he sounded great i've seen him a bunch of times and he was uh super on point um Mutoid Man was probably the best band that I saw. 
uh, I mean, just it was one of the, it was probably the only band I watched the full forty five minute set of, uh, and it was like pure entertainment the entire time. Like just there, I can't even believe how good that band is. Um, helicopters were really good. Surprisingly, I wasn't really expecting that, but uh, yeah, Enslaved, High on Fire, um, Unearthly Trance was really good. I mean, Mono Lord, Spirit Adrift. I mean, that was just, it was stacked, man. It was. Of bands. I'm looking at the, the flyer right now. Did you catch any of Zach Sabbath? That seemed like it could be either cool or kind of weird. Yeah, no, they were great, man. Um, I didn't know exactly what they played. I know it's all Black Sabbath songs, but uh, they played, I mean, it was kind of like not the hits, you know? They kind of played like deep cuts. I was kind of, or like semi-deep cuts. They played like, you know, um, I just remember they played Tomorrow's Dream. I was like, huh, that's like, that's a great song. I just was not expecting the Sabbath cover band, essentially, to be playing that. But that's cool. I mean, just, and they nailed it. They sounded great. Our room was kind of like overlooking the stage that they played on. Um, so we kind of watched some of it from our room, which was really fun. It's <laughs> cool. And uh, yeah, they were great. And I want to start off with a, a uh, there's going to be a bunch of questions, but a clarification question. I've yet to hear your, your new band's name out loud. Is it Usus? Is it Use? How do you say the second part? Uses. I've been like plural of us. Us, I've been way off. Okay, great. Um, yeah, it's, you're not the first person to not know that. Yeah, I mean, and thank you for asking. Of course, I'd rather um, just not do. It's because it's not a, it's not a real word, so it's, yeah, you shouldn't. You're right <laughs> to not know, I guess. And if you, you know, I but, guess, if you wanted, you could tell everybody different answers and just have like a weird sort of confusion <laughs> out there in the world, and just laugh at people. Uh, you might be doing that for all yeah. I know. Don't reveal your secrets. Um, so how? <laughs> How has writing for this band, which is instrumental, been compared to writing for Intronaut? Uh, it's not too different. I mean, the process is usually the same. I mean, I always just write kind of at home alone um, and, you know, recording stuff with loops and whatnot. Um, this was kind of just a bunch of stuff that I had. Uh, you know, I'm always sort of writing funny little stuff you know, that's not necessarily like for a particular band. It's just kind of like based on what I'm listening to or a mood or whatever. And just, this is the folder of stuff that kind of filled up to where I was like, you know, let's make a record. Um, so it's all, you know, it's all pretty much done the same way. Just sort of like, um, focusing on, you know, different elements of music that I enjoy and just kind of where I'm at at the moment. I mean, it's a nice balance because, kind of makes me go be you know going between the two kinds of bands you know it kind of uh makes the the other one a little more interesting to go back to like you know after we finished this record i was really inspired to work on more intronaut stuff um because it's like after playing all the slow dreamy music you know i i just really want to get back to like fast and heavy or faster and heavier at least you know yeah so um yeah. Uh, you mentioned a lot of these loops, like they were like loop based. Was there a lot of improvising either on the record or in the initial uh, writing sort of stuff? Uh, it's not too improvised. I mean, it's all um, it's all done with live looping, you know, like a, a big loop pedal and everything. But 
it's all very calculated um, for the most part. I mean, there is a little room for impro- improvisation as far as like extending certain parts. Um, but the thing is, it's a very different kind of band because, yeah, we're kind of like on a grid in that we all are listening to like a metronome the whole time, which allows um, me to uh, make loops that are quantized and kind of line up on, you know, beat one every time. Um, so that everything, because otherwise it would be a potential train wreck every time to like stay on, you know, um, on track with all the loops. So the looper I have quantizes to a specific tempo that the drummer is listening to, or that we're all kind of listening to, so we can kind of play in time. So within that, you do have some limitations, but, uh, you know, sometimes we'll kind of train wreck on stage and you have to like, look at each other and be like, no, here's, here comes the one, here's where you can start playing again, because otherwise you'll be playing off from the loop that I, that I made five minutes ago <laughs> that we've been playing along to, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of makes it fun. You know, it's like, we're all kind of playing some like computer game together, you know? Um, and it's, uh, and obviously it just creates a whole new world of, opportunities for layering you know it's getting extremely dense with like the harmonies and um and just like layers of like uh you know sound really um you mentioned playing slow in this band compared to playing quicker in intronaut um and i read on the bio of the band on Bandcamp as this being oppressively slow music uh who are you hoping to oppress oppress with your music everyone everyone (laughs) uh i mean just every you know myself really i mean i just uh i've always really kind of been drawn to like just i mean extremes in both directions but like the really slow stuff where it's like absurdly slow um or absurdly heavy or absurdly like not heavy and um i just thought that that would be a cool kind of vibe uh, and it's just something I was kind of like, just sort of, I would go to more and more when writing, you know, fun little songs, uh, inspired by bands like, I mean, definitely like a lot of like the sort of like quote unquote post rock stuff, explosions in the sky or like Mogwai. But, um, I was also super into, um, this band Boren and their club of four. I don't know if you've heard of them, but uh, like, it's like ridiculously slow, uh, jazz basically. Um, I mean, it sort of becomes more than that when you get so experimental, but, um, they have this, I mean, their records are like beautiful and dense and like just, uh, you know, really kind of soothing and calm but like really slow and it's like and somehow it's still you know very interesting to listen to and like you know captivating and and all that and it's sort of like what i was inspired by as far as like the tempo of this band for the most part um along with like doom metal you know i've just always been into like that kind of slow and heavy metal um but I just, that's just sort of like the combination of influences, I think, that were going through my my brain when writing a lot of this music. 
Uh, what was the name of the slow jazz one again? I'm going to write that one down. I'll spell it for you. It's like it's not English. So it's uh, B O H R E N. Okay. And then I think it's just and P E R Club of Gore. I mean, a quick little Google will yeah. will pop it up. I'm sure. Cool. Well, I've got that note now, and I will check them out. That was some of Digital Gerrymandering by Intronaut from their album The Direction of Last Things. I'll wrap with Sasha Donable in a moment, but first, this is my first band. Every musician has a start somewhere, and in this episode, Ross Jennings from Haken discusses his heavy origins. Um, first band, uh, high school band, Lost Child. And, uh, oh, Lost name, Child. Lost Child. The, came, the name came from um, uh, the Radiohead OK Computer album cover. And there's a little uh, Lost Child logo that says Lost Child on it. And uh, we basically stole it from that. And we initially started out just doing Beatles covers and Radiohead covers and uh, Oasis and things like, you know, British Britpop and <laughs> like that. Um, and then eventually we discovered new metal and um, started writing our own tracks. Richard was in that band, actually. Um, uh, we we grew up together, Richard Henshaw and I, and uh, we've always been in bands together since 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 we've known each other. Um, yeah, so we you know we went from Britpop covers band to new metal wannabes, and um, pretty much ended there until Haken kind of formed later a bit later on in our lives. So. Okay, I have two questions regarding <laughs> Lost Child. You <laughs> said you mentioned that you covered Oasis. Did you guys do Wonderwall? Probably not Wonderwall. Uh, let me think. <laughs> let me think. Uh, yeah. I think I have covered Wonderwall at some point in my life. Um, maybe not in that band. <laughs> and and um, on the new metal turn, uh, were you guys covering things as well? No, I think we actually um, we be- we became our own. We, this is where we were developing our songwriting skills back back then. So um, so we listened to a lot of Deftones. Actually, maybe we did a Deftones cover. I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd call them new metal, but. Um, they're, yeah, they're on anyway, that cusp. They're in that uh, weird middle area. Yeah, it was, that, it was that kind of era. And yeah, I mean, I'm ashamed to say we were listening to a lot of Limp Biscuit and Papa Roach and things like that as well. Linkin Park. Um, Did you guys do a cover of Twist by Korn, the scatting song? <laughs> no, I, I don't believe so. <laughs> well, I, um, could have been a good choice. You, you would not be surprised how many times I've had the opportunity to ask somebody that, and the answer is always <laughs> no. no. Nobody's covered that song. Nobody wants to do scatting. Afraid not, afraid not. <laughs>
Haken and Leprous, both previous guests of the show, are hitting the road together with the band Bent Knee. Their North American tour begins October 30th. For a full itinerary of dates, head to hakenmusic.com. Now here's some of Intronaut's Fast Worms before the rest of my interview with Sasha Dunnable. I'm also in an instrumental band, and what I really like about it is because there aren't any lyrics to influence the song titles, you can kind of name them anything. Yet I still find myself being—I still find myself being very precious about what they're called. Can you? Uh, are, are you able to relate to that same thing with the titles on Existential Haunting? Yeah, I mean, um, some yeah. Sometimes it's like sort of relating to uh, what the vibe of the song is and sometimes it can be as simple as like something you said like one time that just sounded funny for whatever reason you know Um, I like to you know kind of like relate titles um, to kind of the vibe you know in, in some way usually just like you know, if one song is just sort of sounds inspired by, uh, you know, just sort of general existential confusion, you know what I mean? Like, there's, you know, tons of just things you can kind of go with you know, as far as song titles there. And that's sort of like where a lot of these come from, I think. But, um, yeah, it's like, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. There are like very few rules. I mean, there's always kind of very few rules that you really have to stick to anyway even when there are lyrics but when there aren't lyrics um it's kind of cool to keep it sort of like ambiguous but also relating to you know the feeling that the music gives you you know i think my favorite title on the new record is apocalypse when convenient i for some reason that really sticks out to me as both fun and kind of terrifying yeah yeah i mean that's the same thing it's like um it's like kind of tongue in cheek, but also, you know, definitely, I think to me, at least kind of relevant to what, um, the vibe of the music is doing to at least me, but you know, it's, and, and that's the other thing. It kind of is like open to interpretation in a lot of ways. You know, some people might not realize that that's funny (laughs) or, or not funny. Like, I don't know, you know, was I being funny? I mean, I was, but right. You know, you might not know that, you know, unless I told you. But, um, yeah, I like that you got that one. <laughs> uh, we we do similar things. A lot of ours are based off of, like, misspellings and fucked up text. But, uh, yeah, I get yeah. it. Um, to switch gears a bit, what's, uh, what's going on with Intronaut these days? Have you found a new drummer yet? We have found a new drummer. I probably shouldn't tell you who it is just yet. 
we're going to like announce it. I think once the record's done. But yeah, we're working on the record. Uh, most of the music is demoed out, and um, we don't exactly have a recording booked yet. It's sort of a new thing that he is our drummer, but it's someone who's very good, and uh, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be next level. Nice. I'm really excited. Cool. I'm excited as well. It's going to be nice. Yeah. Thanks, man. Um, this is probably something you've had to deal with throughout the entire history of Intronaut. What is your band's deal with dolphins? Uh, it's just like a, you know, it's one of those like ongoing inside jokes that like became an inside joke with the fans as well. It all started with a, if I'm remembering correctly, um, sort of like a working song title. Like, Intronaut will just call a song something funny until it actually has, like, words and, and is, like, an actual song. Uh, and we had a song called Barbecue Dolphin. And uh, that was, like, back on Valley of Smoke, I think. And then um, we just thought that was so hilarious that we had a guy make a barbecue dolphin shirt. But then he sort of switched around the meaning I don't know by accident or whatever and then so there was a bunch of dolphins barbecuing a human steak <laughs> and that became like the best selling shirt we had ever done uh, at that point so and we thought it was just hilarious like I mean it's just it is like the funniest thing I think so uh, we just started going deeper and deeper down the uh, the rabbit hole or the dolphin blowhole as you will <laughs> uh, uh, you know as far as like the merch and just the jokes and everybody caught on it's like a fun you know the fun joke that we have with our with our fans you know one of my favorite shirts I own is I own the uh, I believe it's officially called the Dolphamet shirt the Baphomet with a, a dolphin head I get yeah. so many weird <laughs> looks and questions about that shirt and I just kind of like shrug and like I don't really get it I don't but I think it's amazing <laughs> I know, yeah. That's that's like exactly our sense of humor. Like me, Joe, and Dave. Like that's just it's a sick band, you know. Like I mean, like mentally, like ill band because we've just like been we've all been friends for so long, you know, since we were like kids, and uh, we just still have that thirteen-year-old sense of humor about us, you know, between mm-hmm. us. Uh, did you guys get a lot of backlash for the Trump dolphin shirt? There was some, but I mean, I yeah, I mean, I was pretty proud uh, of most of our fans. I mean, it is kind of weird. It's like I'm not trying to alienate people, you know. I, I respect people who have like opposing political views, and you know, whatever. I don't think it's the end of the world if you like are down with Trump in some ways, you know. Um, but sometimes, like Jesus, how like. I don't understand how somebody can even like our music and also like take offense to like a shirt where two <laughs> dolphins are slam slam dunking Donald Trump into a trash can. You know, it's like, it's obviously meant to be funny. Um, and whatever, like, you know, cool. like I, I just don't, I just don't understand how you can like, like, super weird progressive music but just like 
take offense to like yeah to dolphin slam dunking like unknown like misogynist into a trash can <laughs> i mean uh, unfortunately, like, you have to at least admit it's funny, even if you right. like Trump. It's like still that would be funny, you know. Yeah, it's it's a very it's funny on like a super weird level, but everything's so hyper political and everybody's mad. But like one thing I notice and I find really really frustrating about metal is, despite yeah, you've got like progressive metal bands out there, and it can be this highly technical artistic thing. There's still so many fucking meatheads out there that just latch onto it and then fight you on these sort of things. And I appreciate that you guys took this swing. Yeah, of course, man. I mean, I'm, and I'm not like, you know, Mr. Identity Politics, where I'm just like, I won't listen to, you know, your other side. I mean, I have family members and maybe a couple friends here and there, you know, who are definitely on the other side of kind of just like, not the political, but just like what I consider to be like, you know, ethics and stuff. Uh, and it's just, it's like disappointing sometimes. Where you're like, really? Like, you can't just, I mean, I'll agree to disagree all day long, you know, because it's not the end of the world to me. Like, as long as we're not hurting each other, I don't give a shit what you think, you know. Um, but it's like, <laughs> the internet is just the worst place, basically, <laughs> and that's, um, that you you learn that when you put up a shirt like that, you know. Right. Uh, to slowly begin winding down our chat here, uh, I've got a couple more for you. Uh, have you stayed in contact with Ben Sharp since your tour with uh, Cloud Kicker and Tesseract, what, like five years ago now? However long ago it's been? Yeah, we talk all the time. I actually saw him in New York City last weekend. So we can be for second. I know you're not necessarily the person to ask this, but why, why won't he release any more music? I think he's just been really busy. He had a child. Um, I'll do it. <laughs> a couple years ago, yeah. Uh, and he also, you know, got, I think just with other life stuff, you know, just it slowed down. I mean, he's still got, um, he's still got music in the works, I know. He actually contributed some risk to the new intro album. I'll, I'll give you that. Ooh. Um, so there is a song with some, uh, Ben Sharp riffs that he's donated. Sounds very cool. He gave me a whole Dropbox full, whole Dropbox full of riffs, and told me to take what I wanted, and so I took what I wanted. <laughs> and now we have a uh, a song coming with him. Awesome. Alrighty, sir. Well, thank you so much for talking to me. Enjoy the rest of your uh, your chats. I'm not sure how many you've got left, or if I'm the end, I don't remember. But uh, I enjoy the new record, and I believe it comes out next week soon. <laughs> Sometime soon. I'll get the exact date when I'm actually... September, 4th, September 14th, I think, is when it comes out. Fantastic. I'll have the proper plugs and all that stuff when I piece the episode of this together. But uh, thanks, and uh, you have a good rest of your day, man. You too, man. Thank you. Right. Bye. Central Haunt by Future Us is dropped September 14th via Pelagic Records. For more on the band, head to facebook.com slash futureuses. That's the word future, then U-S-S-E-S. And for more on Intronaut, head to facebook.com slash intronauts.
To end this episode, I am bringing you the latest single of the band Great Leap Skyward is my recommendation. Great Leap Skyward are an Australian progressive metal band, and they're about to release their album Map of Broken Dreams on August 31st. From that album, here is Kindred in its entirety. <laughs>
Once again, the album Map of Broken Dreams by Great Leap Skyward drops August 31st if you have Metalopolis Records. For more on the band, head to greatleapskyward.com and facebook.com slash greatleapskyward. As always, I'd like to thank you for listening. If you want to talk to me, you may do so at facebook.com slash farbeyondmetal. I am on Twitter at Ovacore. That's O-V-A-C-O-R-D. The show is at underscore farbeyondmetal. If you want to email me, you may do so at farbeyondmetaldan at gmail.com. And as always, the theme song is Far Beyond Metal by the band Strapping Young Lad from their album The New Black, courtesy of Century Media Records and Devin Townsend himself. Thanks for listening. A Catbox Production.